Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Give it to me, I'm worth it. Welcome into Overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. Toby Altizer taking you up until 10 o'clock tonight. Got plenty to talk about. We're going to get into some Commander's Talk coming up at 8 o'clock. Also going to be talking about Shohei Otani. Some news there. Want to get into the NFL rumor mill. All that coming up on the show tonight. You want to hop in 800-636-1067. The MGM National Harbor listener lines are going to be open all throughout the show. So you want to hop in anytime, feel free. Or you want to tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. But we got to start with the news about Steven Strasburg today from Jesse Doherty and Barry's Ferluga of the Washington Post saying that he's set to retire. They're going to hold a press conference coming up in September. Joining me at the beginning of the show, coming all the way from the aquarium over to the studio, my guy Ryan Clary. It's just a crazy day. We were talking before this about just how crazy it is that Strauss is done. Like, we kind of knew this day was coming. We've kind of had this day before where he was getting shut down. But now we get the full closure of it. We know we're never going to see number 37 on the mound again. What are your initial emotions? I mean, yeah, like just going back to his first game here at the Washington Nationals, striking out 14 batters in that debut. I was in the house that night, and I was just a little young kid, 11-year-old there, big Nationals fans growing up. And when if you were to ask me right then and right there, I would have said this guy is going to go down as one of the best pitchers that this organization will ever come across. And obviously we do know Max Scherzer's in the mix of that and a couple others as well. But Steven Strasburg, man, it, it's it's crazy to think about, even though we knew this day was going to come. But now that it is here, it's still just jarring to think about to really just look back at his career. And now we are sitting here today as he's only pitched in less than 10 games over the last few years. So it's tough. Yeah, and Grant was talking about this at the beginning of their show after the Nats game today, that he said that he he thinks he's the most important national ever, and I don't necessarily disagree, because when you think about this Nationals franchise, we're both young guys and we love this team, but, I mean, the beginning when this team came back, I was seven years old, you're six, somewhere around there, so Mm -hmm. we don't necessarily remember that. But on top of that, if you were to ask any Nationals fan, even someone that came back in 2005 and was a diehard, think of your favorite Nationals memories before Steven Strasburg. I can think of one, and that's Zim hitting the walk-off homer to open up Nationals Park. Outside of that, is there anything that you can think of? Because in my opinion, June 8th, 2010 is when the Nationals got put on the map. 
Exactly. I mean, you just nailed it right then and there. That was the best game that that organization has ever seen. And the walk-off to open up Nationals Park on ESPN against the Atlanta Braves, that was cool too. But when you strike out 14 batters over seven innings and the praise that Steven Strasburg had just entering that year in 2009, everyone knew he was going number one overall. He did, then debuted in 2010, and he did not disappoint whatsoever walking zero batters in that time frame as well you pointed that out and that debut to me is still just one of the highlights with Strasburg and so but I look back at that moment in time Ryan Zimmerman was great but there were other Ryan Zimmermans out there when Steven Strasburg entered the league he was kind of the first of that kind of breed that we have now seen with starting pitchers. Now it's a regular to see a starting pitchers throwing 99 to 100. Steven Strasburg was doing that back in 2009 in college when guys weren't doing it in the big leagues. So now we look at it now. I think Steven Strasburg had a greater impact on this game than even people would even think about. Just from what he did coming into that draft, it's still unbelievable to think about Obviously, he transformed himself, and he was a completely different pitcher. But what he meant for this organization, as well as the game, is unmatched, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, this guy was a celebrity before he even got to the baseball world of the major leagues here, wearing the curly W and becoming the top pitcher, one of the top pitchers in the National League, one of the top pitchers in baseball. He was a celebrity before that. You know, we saw all the hype around Paul Skeens this year and the different things, even some other pitchers throughout time. They haven't matched Strasburg. They haven't. You know, just Strasburg, everyone knew coming in who he was because he was doing things that hadn't been done before. And as much as Paul Skeens was impressive this year, throwing 100 and doing all those things, Strauss was doing that before anyone was doing that. And so he comes in in his debut, and he's throwing 100 by guys. He strikes out 14 dudes, and he was that guy. And like you said, I mean, this is a guy that had all the hype in the world coming into Major League Baseball, and he walks in, a lineup with Andrew McCutcheon in it against the Pittsburgh Pirates, his first time on a major league mound, and strikes out 14 and only gives up two runs in seven innings. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that we have to remember about Strasburg because I know at certain points throughout time, there have been frustration with Strasburg, you know, throughout, you know, whether you thought he was a big-time pitcher or not before he really showed it off in 17 and 19 or even over the last couple of years, whether... Dude, can you get on the field and the contract? All those, I get all the frustration. But when the guy was healthy, when the guy was on the field, he was a phenom. And this is a guy that had all the expectation coming in. And if anyone thinks he didn't live up to it, I think they're just fooling themselves. Yeah, I, that's the part of this that actually just drives me insane is that people are like, oh, he never lived up to the hype. On what planet? You got a decade of solid performance from a top pick. This was someone who was at the front of your rotation while he was banged up over multiple years. And of course, he had plenty of injuries as well. But when he was out there, it wasn't like this guy was getting rocked around. He never had a year with an ERA above four. Now, I'm not that all big in the ERA. Obviously, there's other analytics out there that can dictate how a season goes. But I think that just gives you a general idea of how consistent Steven Strasburg was. And I think that's part of his game that people don't even really talk about this guy never really got rocked around he never really had a stretch in his career past 2019 if you look at that obviously as a stretch of his career where it wasn't that good but all before that when he was generally healthy he was always good he was always consistent the Nationals they didn't need to sign Max Scherzer they did so that was kind of the icing on the cake Strasburg was the cake and I think that is kind of the 
part that we just overlook in a sense with Nationals fans and seeing a lot of people saying that he's a bust and all that stuff. It's, I think it's nonsense. I think Steven Strasburg lived up to all the hype and more. Yeah, it's just crazy to me to think that I, I think his personality was maybe more suited to be that number two guy when you have like an ace like Scherzer that comes in and he's growling on the mound and all the stuff that you're used to with an ace starting pitcher. I think it allowed Strauss to take a back seat to that. But when it came time for the postseason, there was no doubt who the number one guy was. And it was Steven Strasburg. This is a guy that every single time he went out on the hill in the postseason, you felt like you were going to win. And he Absolutely. was dominant. And you mentioned something earlier that I think is the coolest thing that I think I really enjoyed throughout Strasburg's career. And that's his evolution as a pitcher. He came up as this guy that was a flamethrower, throwing 100 by guys. He had good other stuff, but mainly... It was number one that he was going to look at you, he was going to throw 100 past you, and you couldn't hit it. And that's spectacular. But by the end of his career, think of 2019, this is a guy that gets to a 2-0 count, and he's flipping in a curveball. This is a guy that's throwing you a changeup in a hitter's count, and you can't touch it. And he became a true pitcher of, in the sense of the word that he's only throwing 94-95 at the end of his career. He probably could have dialed back and threw a little bit more, but he understood... I'm going to use my different pitches here. I'm going to throw this pitch here. They're not looking for it, and they couldn't touch it even if they were. And that's what I think is cool about Strasburg is that as time went on, he became a totally new guy. And even then when he became a new guy, he was still his same dominant self. Yeah. That's also the thing. Both those forms of Strasburg were dominant. Early in his career, you went out there every five days when he was healthy, and you would say, we're going to get a good start today. Past that, when he's still throwing 94-95, mixing his, his curveball and his changeup as those pitches got better over his career, he was still good. Steven Strasburg lived up to the hype and more, and I just can't say that enough for someone who, again, who had two different versions of himself, and both of them were dominant. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it stinks to see the end the way that it did, because this mm -hmm. is a guy that like Grant was saying, is probably the most important player in this franchise's history. I think his number should be retired right there next to Ryan Zimmerman's. No one should wear 37 again. And this is a guy that I, I think it's really cool when you look back in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and the two guys that are the most formative players in Nationals history, and Steven Strasburg and Ryan Zimmerman, for a franchise that came back in 2005, doesn't have a whole lot of history with it because they didn't exist. They were the Expos before in a totally different country. Mm -hmm. The two guys in Strasburg and Zimmerman will never wear another uniform. And I know it stinks with the contract you're looking at with Strauss, and yes, it kind of handicaps you over the next couple of years. I understand all that. But those two guys are Nationals legends, and they're only Nationals legends. Harper, he's going to retire a Philadelphia wherever he ends up next probably. Trey Turner, same sort of thing. All these guys that are absolute studs. Scherzer maybe is the other guy that you could throw in there, but he's played for other teams. Strasburg and Zimmerman are forever nationals, and I think that's a really cool thing. It's a really cool thing, and obviously with Jason Worth having his number retired up there, Steven Strasburg definitely deserves his day. And I think he's going to have a Ryan Zimmerman day like we did last year, It's good, except it's going to be Steven Strasburg day, and it'll be number 37 you're retiring instead of number 11. Yeah, I love it. It's so sad to see the end of the, the career for Strauss, and it's kind of the end of an era because he was really the last one of some of those guys. But at the same point, I want this guy to be healthy. I want this guy to be able to enjoy the rest of his life. I don't want him being hampered in his everyday activities just because he tried one more time to come back 
to earn that $245 million. It stinks for the Nationals, and it stinks for Strauss because he's not a guy. I don't know him personally. I've never had the opportunity to interact with him. But just guessing by a regular competitor, there's no way he sits at home and thinks, sweet, I stole $245 million from the learners. He's someone that wanted to earn this contract. He's someone that wanted to go out there still every fifth day, take the ball and dominate like he did and pitch meaningful baseball again. It's just unfortunate. His arm, his thoracic outlet, the nerve damage and everything, he couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, I know. And when you look at the record books for the Nationals, you look at Steven Strasburg. Career, he has the Nationals record for most wins, most innings pitched. This guy is all over the record book as you look at Ryan Zimmerman as well. That is how prominent he is in this Washington Nationals organization. And I think that's the part that people will remember eventually. Obviously, over the last few years, it's been a rough stretch. He knows that. We all know that. Anyone covering this can know that and see that. We all get it. But before that, do not forget the dominant Steven Strasburg that you got from 2010 all the way through 2019 because he was one of the game's best pitchers in that time frame. That's going to do it for Ryan Clary. Appreciate him dropping by after the show today. Have a safe drive home. Appreciate you guys hanging out. You want to hop in, talk about Steven Strasburg, 800-636-1067. We'll continue talking about him. Got some numbers I want to throw out at you that we've seen from Strasburg throughout his career. We'll continue talking about Strass next year on Overtime on the Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Willie Mays Most Valuable Player Award presented by Chevrolet goes to Steven Strasburg of the Washington Nationals. World Series MVP Steven Strasburg hanging it up. It really sucks to see that because that whole 2019 team just kind of got hope. But I, I feel bad for Steven Strasburg because this is a guy that's a legend. So many people are frustrated by various things with Steven Strasburg, and understandably so, and we're going to talk about the contract for years and years and years because it's going to be one of those things that gets brought up all the time. Think of the Bobby Bonilla deal. It gets talked about way too much. It's going to be the thing that happens with Strauss, and in a couple years we're going to be talking about the deferred payments on that. It's going to happen, and it's frustrating because Steven Strasburg is one of the best pitchers I've ever seen. And it's a big what if with him, too, because what if he were able to stay healthy? And I've talked about this before with 2019 and how much it really saved this franchise from so much turmoil. But it's true when you think about 2019. What if they didn't win and we looked back at 2012 all the time and shutting him down and not sending him out there for the postseason and not having him as your ace? for that postseason run, which ended in heartbreak, that game five against the Cardinals. So luckily, we have 2019. As Nationals fans, we can rest on the fact that 
There's a World Series championship won here in D.C. by the Nationals. And a big part of it was Steven Strasburg. He was named the World Series MVP for a reason. And when you look back at that run, let's just look at what exactly he did each game. So he started out with a relief appearance in the wild card game against Milwaukee on October 1st. Went three innings, only gave up two hits, struck out four, no runs. Game two of the NLDS against the Dodgers went six innings, gave up three hits, one run, ten strikeouts. His worst performance of the 2019 postseason, game five, six innings, three runs, seven Ks, and then you had the magic to end that game. So that was awesome. NLCS, which is so funny to me that that series was in 2019 because I almost forget that it even happened. <laughs> like You remember the wild card game in Soto. You remember the craziness at Dodger Stadium with back-to-back home runs by Soto and Rendon. You remember the grand slam by Howie Kendrick. And then you think about the St. Louis C- series and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> like That didn't match the rest of the vibe of this thing. But he pitched game three in that series. Seven innings, one run. It wasn't earned. 12 strikeouts. Dominant performance. And then the World Series. Game two, six innings, two runs. Held them down. And then game six, eight and a third, two runs, seven Ks. I mean, that has to be one of the most dominant runs in the postseason by any pitcher ever. Six games, five starts, 5-0, and 36 and a third innings pitched, 198 ERA, 47 strikeouts. Uh, what more could you want out of a guy? And it really stinks that we have the end of this career like it was, but 2019 is going to last forever, and his World Series MVP is going to last forever, and that's why you draft that guy number one overall. And it sucks that you paid him all the money afterwards, and It's crazy to think that at the end of that postseason run and how magical it was and how instrumental both Strasburg and Rendon were in winning that thing, that the correct decision for Mike Rizzo to make at the end of that would have been to pay neither of them and let both of them walk. But I think it is really cool that Strasburg, like I brought up with Ryan, Strasburg and Ryan Zimmerman, they're never going to be any other team except for the Nationals. They're forever associated with the Curly W., And I think it's really cool because when you think about the Nationals as a franchise throughout time, who are the first two names that probably come off when you talk about them? It's going to be Zim and Strauss. Those are the two guys. And those two dudes are forever going to be Washington Nationals. And so it's a sad ending. It really is. And I'm excited to see the reception that he gets at Nationals Park because it's been a while since fans have been able to see him, not even just on the mound, but just see him. You know, I I didn't love the idea that he wasn't there for opening day. I understand his thought process was he didn't want to be a distraction, but you walk into that clubhouse still and you see the number 37 jersey just hanging there in an empty locker that hasn't been used all season long. And it just reminds you that he's still a part of this team. And I wish he could have been there for opening day to get some of that reception. But hopefully soon, I believe at the beginning of September, they're going to hold that press conference around September 9th. I believe that's against the Dodgers. But hopefully he's at that game and he gets to have, I wouldn't say a send-off because he's going to come back and he's going to get his number retired like Zimmerman. But hopefully he gets some of that recognition and that love that this fan base still loves him. This fan base appreciates all he's done. 
I want to continue talking about Steven Strasburg. You want to hop in? The MGM National Harbor listener lines are open, 800-636-1067. Again, 800-636-1067. You can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. We'll continue reacting to the news from the Washington Post today that Steven Strasburg is set to retire. More comes up on Overtime next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 